Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! Two days away, two days, two days out, out of it. Initial reactions, good, bad, disaster. I mean, it, was, it was definitely uh, Trump versus two. Yeah, but at the same time, like it was a total shitstorm with Trump continually interrupting. Yeah, I, it's funny because I didn't know. I don't follow Chris Wallace a lot. The guy that um, basically teamed up with Joe Biden, but. Um, that was super one-sided and I think if you don't if you take a step back and you rewatch it you realize how one-sided it was but at the same time if you're a Trump fan I think you knew he was going to do that so I wasn't like I thought it was hilarious because if you want an, if you want an intellectual debate between these two it's not going to go well because you can't debate with Biden he's not on the same planet Trump's way smarter He's got more policy. He's a businessman. Like he has way more in his um, quiver, so to speak. That if they were to actually go toe to toe, the Democrats should be lucky that it turned into a shouting match. Because if they actually debated about policy and Trump called Biden out on all the lies he was saying about how he doesn't support the Green New Deal, Antifa is just a ideal, not a um, real group of people, or whatever he was trying to um, imply. I think Trump would have ate him up. But Trump gets fired up. He's a man, just like all of us. I think all of us would have started chirping back and forth. I know I would have if I was in that situation and someone was popping off at me, he'd probably do the exact same thing. So I don't think it was an immediate loss. I just, I thought it was funny. And I expected that going into that. I didn't, I wasn't surprised that they were doing that. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Yeah. Because, you know, with the Hillary debates, it was like that, but. Yeah. It was back and forth, too. I think they got it out of their system going forward. I don't think there's but no way they do that two more times. Going forward with the coronavirus. Yeah, I don't know. Because when was the next one scheduled? Two weeks. Perfect. There you go. He'll be clear by then. Do you still test positive after you've tested positive once? Uh, it depends. So the positive testing can go all the way up to two weeks, 10 days. And then they usually do the back-to-back -back negative test results before you're cleared to resume normal activities. So, wow. I don't know. I think the debate was, it was kind of expected if you, if you knew like a background. Just on Joe Biden and the moderator, um, Chris Wallace is a overt never-Trumper. Um, he's a registered Democrat. Uh, if you went and looked at the... Uh, sit-down interview he had with Trump about a month before the first debate. Uh, Chris Wallace was interrupting him, cutting off a lot of the things he said, and then, you know, just being uh, very non-receptive to any of the points he was trying to make in regards to, you know, things he accomplished because he's trying to stick with the mainstream media narratives. Um, I think Joe Biden, you know, you got you to kind of be a someone who appreciates politics to go back to 2012 when he debated Paul Ryan in the vice presidential debates. Paul Ryan was an up-and-coming party darling. And, uh, you know, very shortly after that debate uh, started, you saw the Joe Biden that we saw with Donald Trump this week. Um, almost to a T, the same thing. Uh, Joe Biden was cutting him off. Um, 
made comments that he couldn't get his points across or counterpoints in because Paul Ryan was taking up all this time when he was, uh, you know, explaining his sides of the debate topics and scoffing, laughing, lying. And, you know, it was a little bit more intense with Donald Trump because Paul Ryan wasn't a counterpuncher like Donald Trump was. And and I, I think probably the Trump team went and looked at, at some of that tape from 2012 and, and just based off of that and the fact of the matter is that they knew that Joe Biden had a very low bar to get over. So him being able to memorize a few lines, pop off a couple one-liners and... Literally the bar that was set for him was... Don't die. Don't go crazy. <laughs> don't spin off into some weird tangent and don't lose your train of thought, which actually he didn't do... It wasn't a bad job. I mean, he held it together for the most part as far as sanity-wise. Stuff he said still didn't... It's all bull crap, you know. One of my favorite things was he was saying how he needs... He's going to bring jobs back to America. Everything needs to be manufactured in the U.S. And he was one of the guys that started um, outsourcing. outsourcing stuff to China. Yeah. And it's like that's Trump's bread and butter is bringing stuff back home, manufacturing in the U.S., getting jobs here. And Obama, Biden did the complete opposite of that. Yeah, they did, they did a terrible job of destroying the manufacturing industries and the auto industries and a lot of electronics, big tech. And I mean, where Trump's not able to bring jobs back, he's also been having that import tax on U.S. companies, which I think is phenomenal. If you're not going to you know, buy into Trump's policies of for America, made in America, then you're going to pay to send American products back yep. into the state you're going to sell them in. I think one of the most frustrating parts is being a conservative is, and I think even a lot of people on the left know Biden's not a good fit. I don't think there's a lot of people that honestly believe he's the man. And that's the dangerous part because no matter what happens in the debates or what Trump's policies are, people are not going to vote for him simply because they're brainwashed into being Democrat. Yeah, he's one of the largest empty suits that I think I've ever seen in politics. And, And that, by definition, just means... All they literally want him to do is stand there. They yeah. want him to just have the title so they have the power. And that's what it all, it's all about when it comes to the Democrats. It's having the power. Um, they felt a lot of that slip away over the last three and a half years. And, uh, you know, they're basically holding on to whatever they can just to try and get it back. Well, yeah. you, you read a lot on Reddit, too, about how, oh, you're voting for this. Or you're voting for this. It's not mm-hmm. you're voting for... Trump or you're voting for Biden. Yeah. You're voting for this. Right. Because they know he's not that's he he's an empty suit, like like he said. Yeah, and it's interesting because when you start digging like into the policies that a lot of people have, or at least Biden Trump, it's such a dichotomy of, of different things that I think if you were to put them on a whiteboard and tell people check off what you agree with, I think a lot of people on the left would start checking off stuff on Trump's list if there was no name attached to it and they'd realize that they were they're voting simply because celebrities are telling them to do it you have The Rock endorsing him LeBron James all these people that everybody looks up to and then you know our culture our age group is not going to go out and research themselves and that's the dangerous part I was saying earlier is that no matter what Trump comes out and says they're not going to vote for him because social media is telling them not to you have Facebook censoring stuff YouTube censoring stuff and they're just going to do what 
the mass majority is doing, which is vote for the left because that's their puppet. No, I agree. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's uh, it's pretty clear to see. Uh, once that debate was fact checked, uh, Joe Biden wasn't able to get one talking point on his supposed platform across. He flip flopped on several of the issues. The Green New Deal stuff, the Bernie Manifesto, health care, and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, going back to the debate moderator, I mean, Chris Wallace just, I mean, he just had it in for Trump, you could tell. There was several of the times where Joe Biden started to get lost or really flustered and was getting off topic or into personal attacks. You know, Chris Wallace kind of brought him back, and when Trump would go into counter- you know, he would yeah. say either the time has expired or they're moving on to the next topic. And then, I mean, just just look at it this way. One of the six topics had to do with health care. And Chris Wallace asked Donald Trump, you've had three and a half years to find a better solution and replace Obamacare. And you haven't, like... And then he asked him, like, what is your, you know, excuse or your... Reasoning for yeah. not doing it, basically. And, and I'm just sitting there at home thinking, like, what the hell kind of a debate question is that? Like, it's a one-sided question that can only be directed at Trump. It gives Biden the opportunity to defend Obamacare. And, and I'm just like, how, how is that even in here? Even the question about his tax returns, yeah. which is a complete misunderstanding that was blown out of proportion by New York Times. But how is that? This is supposed to be a debate on their policies for the upcoming election. Why are they bringing personal stuff? Because then, you know, why not ask Biden a straight question? What happened with Hunter Biden in Ukraine? Right. And, and Russia. Russia. And, China. And, exact, and so it's like, if you're going to target this guy, then target the other one. Right. Make it, make it, at least have like, you know, five questions about policy and health care. And then one question is dirty. But make it one for each. And they have a... The only person who brought up Russia, even though the Democrats still to this day continue to make it one of their biggest um, party talking points, was Donald Trump. And basically, he was trying to get into the fact that the FBI released that internal uh, investigation this week. Um, Lindsey Graham and I think one of the other Republican senators asked for it. Um, it's part of the Durham investigation, but... They thought it was would be helpful, and it basically shows that Hillary Clinton was the one steering that ship, wasn't she? Yeah, Hillary Clinton and the DNC were the ones that not only paid for all of that Russian min misinformation to get out there, but they basically let the entire party know, like we are going to do some smear campaigns against Trump and try to tie him to Russia. And once it got into the FBI. Uh, they had the hearings on Capitol Hill this week. They had Comey up there again, and Ted Cruz just absolutely roasted him. Ted Cruz is awesome. Yeah. Basically just told Comey, like, how could all this stuff go on under your direction, you leading the investigation, you not know anything about it? And I just thought it was funny for every time Comey would go and say, I, I don't recall, or I thought we did it right, or I know it now in hindsight. Yeah. You know, he, he this is one, supposed to be the, one of the top cops in the entire country, if not the world. And he can't remember any of the things in regards to, you know, basically the attempted coup that happened going into the election and after during the transition. But he's also been able to write two books about everything in regards to everything else except this. the Russian collusion stuff. Yeah. 
you know, since he's been fired as the FBI director. So it's pathetic. And what's interesting is if it was the reverse, if the Democrats were, um, if they were the ones getting accused of this whole hoax and it turned out that it was Republicans that had scammed it the whole time, it would be all over the news. Yeah. And people will be getting fired. And now that it, since it's the opposite, it's so backwards that it's not even making the newspaper. No, it, it hasn't been on TV at all, even after that memo was released. And anytime they try to bring it up, if they have like, uh, you know, any kind of conservative talking point on any of the other news organizations besides Fox News, like MSNBC and CNN, they just say like, you know, that's stuff that's getting leaked that to deflect from the current things that the president's doing or, yeah. you know, taking away from coronavirus or just anything. And, and the fact of the matter is it happened. And they just, you know, even, even again, that Ted Cruz testimony, he said, current director Ray said he released information that you gave him under your watch and with your permission to the Wall Street Journal on two different occasions, but you don't recall ever doing that and he's like you know to the best of my knowledge I don't recall ever having any kind of conversation like that or, or you know giving authorization this is Comey and Ted Cruz is like so so who's lying like somebody is obviously lying he's like one is not not true and one is not yeah. true you know and and Comey's just like well I have no idea and, and Ted Cruz is like well it's, it's you or Director Ray so I mean I mean he's already admitted to doing it so if he did it on his own, why would he? He's not going to get in any less trouble for saying, yeah, he for, did it on his own. But he was saying he was doing it under your direction when he was deputy director of the FBI. And you know, Comey just continues to still deny it to this day. Hopefully, it it leads to some kind of major prosecutable charges down the road because I just feel like he is a complete traitor to this country and like a whole bunch of the idiots. They put all their eggs in the Hillary Clinton basket. They were really hoping that she would win this last one. You they weren't even hoping. They they thought for sure they had it. Everyone the did. Remember the polls, early polls. There were it was like ninety to ten or ninety ninety four to eight percent. Yeah, yeah, the day before the election. It's just <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and, and I feel personally like the the Democrats right now are making the same mistakes. They're not getting out and campaigning in the swing states and the states that historically have gone either way yeah. and that the media reporting are close. I also feel that if any of the polls right now are polling closer in the margin of error that Donald Trump is 100% up in any of those states. You know, a lot of people kind of get down when they see he's like six points nationally, but 10 points. Yeah. Swing states and crucial states that he won in 2016, I just don't think that's the fact of the matter. I mean, he goes to states that he has no business campaigning in. Like, for instance, the other day he went to Wisconsin, which is kind of a purple state. And I think it was last night or the night before he was in New Jersey, which is blue 100% of the time no matter what. It's been blue for a long time. 40,000, 50,000 people show up, you know, and, and, and wait all day to listen to him talk and make fun of everybody yeah. for an hour. I just think it's it's just... It's bizarre. Yeah. they're In a good way. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely um, not taking into account the silent majority again. And this time I actually think it's bigger because they've tried to tie race and religion into it so much. People are sick of it. Yeah, they're sick of it. They just want to kind of go back to normal. You know. Do you guys think that the virus 
helped or hindered Trump's reelection? Well, overall? at the moment, it's hindering because him and his wife tested positive for it yesterday. So they're going to be off the campaign trail for probably close to two weeks. Um, I think overall, it shows the continuity of the economy that he was building and how much potential the economy has still because i mean they want to say it's a recession this and the other thing the stock market says otherwise yeah so the stock market's still up and people are still buying and trading um the stock market dipped when people found out he had the virus did you see that yeah but and it actually corrected itself (laughs) by the end of the day they thought it was going to be like oh you know he's finished now it's gonna crash hard and it wasn't the point It, it made a pretty nice correction today and uh i think it's going to be fine by next week they're going to find out that the symptoms continue to be mild and <clears throat> he'll be back on the campaign trail before you know it so i think the virus in terms of swing states like if you think about blue collar people that are out in the midwest in purple states that technique that tend to go left or right, I think that you're going to have a lot of blue-collar people that are going to be voting, and they're not going to want what Joe Biden has to offer because of the pandemic. Yeah, more mass mandates, more lockdowns. And Yeah, and, and more taxes and more government control because he's big on government control. A lot and of those regulations coming back. This has left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Like The government should not have control to make you stay in your house. should not mandate you to wear a mask if you don't want to. Like I know a lot of people that were on the fence and you start talking to them and you're like, did you like the last six months? No. Okay, well, when you have Biden or a Democrat that's about big government, that's literally going to be your life. Every time a pandemic hits or a panic happens, it's going to be more control. And the government doesn't recede on the control that they earn or that they take. Look at the Patriot Act of 9-11. Yep. Once they get a foothold on your freedom, they don't take a step back and go, okay, you can have that back. Yep. It's one step forward all the time. So I think there's a lot of people in some of these swing states that are blue-collar families, and they're looking and they go, Dude, I don't want more government control. I don't want more taxes taken out. Yeah, and just think about all the ones who they don't even really consider. You know, the Democrats go ahead and talk about the amount of total deaths under Donald Trump's watch, and they talk about all of the things in regards to uh, how the white house responded to the coronavirus you know i got into a conversation with somebody the other day and and they basically said you know the the buck stops here that's a phrase that's been around for a long time and it should apply to donald trump in regards to the coronavirus but i I think one of the biggest things and time will tell but i think it's already starting to prove him allowing states to basically eat themselves in regards to how they responded to it and a lot of those democratically run states It's just, you know, the amount of more death, the amount of more um, unemployment, uh, suicide and domestic violence and divorce rates are up in a lot of those states that have been locked down and continue to be locked down. And you're just not seeing it in the places that haven't been like Florida and Texas and South Dakota. Granted, people are a little bit more spread out in some of those states. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that less restrictions is definitely proven less deaths less hospitalizations and not more um injury to those states economies so yeah. well, that's the big talking point is how well 
all those states' economies are doing. Yep. Versus California, we were we weren't in a deficit in our government spending. And then the coronavirus happened. They shut everything down, and there goes all your tax tax money. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I think uh, I think Trump delegating the decision on how to handle state by state was a genius move. Yep. Because he gives out a suggestion. I think people should open up. I think everyone should go back to work. Schools should be open. And the states that do that, everyone's happy. And then now he can say, see, I told you. And all the states that don't do that are falling apart. Like Disneyland is saying that they're going to fire, lay off. Was it 28,000 employees? Yep. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't even know, like, can Disneyland even function after all this? I hope so. They're, they're well, I mean, they, they just right have now. so much real estate alone they can survive. Governor Newsom will bail them out anyway. Just like he's bailing out TJ. Right. Did you guys see that? Um, the head of the water district in Baja got caught by a bunch of, like, Secret cameras doing a bunch of blow. Oh, well, it's in TJ. Yeah, but like, <laughs> so they're basically like, uh, all their money is like, and <laughs> the water district is just disappearing. At least he didn't spill it in the water. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Probably, probably help help their water, honestly. Yeah. But the people in Mexico are like, like $8 billion to try and figure out their water in the next two years. California is giving TJ. Like eight billion, insane, and they probably didn't know how to fix it. They're just waiting for us to pay them for no, it. No, they're just gonna funnel the money again. Well, what's gonna happen is one of the cartels is gonna get the construction contract for that and just milk that for all it's worth, and then there's gonna be a tunnel right underneath the water supply that leads right into like Otay or something. It's just like with the uh, the internet companies when they got all that money from the government to install uh, fiber cables uh-huh. and they never did and no one ever held them accountable. <laughs> it's going to be the water district in Baja still. Yeah, I mean, the state is just a disaster right now. You have, uh, I mean, still the two of the biggest counties where Los Angeles and San Francisco are, they're still pretty much a phase behind us. So no yeah. indoor dining, no school, no gyms, salons, and all, haircuts and all that other stuff. So it's just, yeah, we're Gosh. eight months in of... The two-week curve. <laughs> right, of bending the curve in 15 days and with just no end in sight. Man. So, I mean, I think a lot of people were hopeful for the election to be a big corner to turn in regards to, but now it just looks like they might pout. And yeah, I thought the same thing, and it's interesting because now if Biden wins, heaven forbid, if Biden wins... He's going to shut everything down. Yeah. Nationwide mandate. He's even said that. So then there's definitely no end in sight because that guy has dementia. How is he going to... There's no way that he can navigate that. And if Trump wins, it's still going to be up to the governors on what everyone's doing as far as opening back up, receding the lockdown. In California, Newsom has no idea. He's not in touch with the people. Um... So it'll be interesting. I, I hope it ends. I'm so sick of this. I'm sick of wearing masks in public. I keep forgetting to wear a mask in public. I don't I walk usually... out of my car and then I see the sign and I have to go back <laughs> to my car to put it on. I usually don't have it covering my whole face. I'll have it like around my chin or my mouth. And the other day, Kayla and I were at the grocery store and some lady, we we're in the aisle and she's like, 
excuse me, can you put your mask on so I can pass you? And I was like, oh my gosh, please. Like the second I walk out of Costco, that mask is completely off. People yeah. like give me dirty looks and it's like, well, walk around me, asshole. When I, I have, am the asshole. I don't I don't I even care. have a mask. I just have like the dust sleeve, like the, the bandana. Yeah. It doesn't protect you. You could sneeze right through that and you would sneeze all over somebody. I There's no have. way that protects you from the deadliest virus in history. I definitely have. And you can like, especially when you're snowboarding, you sneeze right through that. Yeah. You feel it on your hand. If you can cough through it and feel it on your hand, it's not doing anything. Yeah. And, I mean, you just have to look at it this way. If this virus supposedly was able to get out of a level four virology lab in Wuhan, China, <laughs> you think a mask that's basically the equivalent of... Toilet paper? Yeah, putting your arm <laughs> over your nose one, when you One sneeze. ply. Yeah. Exactly. We, were, we were in Thailand for vacation when the virus hit, and it hit in China, and then we were following it as we're... Because we had layovers over in China on the way there and on the way back. So when we landed like in China, it was like, okay, Wuhan's like on the opposite side of the country. But we're kind of like keeping tabs on it. And then throughout Thailand, then it started hitting in Thailand over there. Then it hit New York, started spreading. And when we had our layover in China on the way back, you hear on the loudspeaker, they started grounding flights from, um, they were landing in China to go other places and we were luckily made it out. But by the time we got into LAX, they're already screening people, it was scary. I thought I was gonna get stuck over there. What do you? What would you have guys done if you got stuck in China, man? I don't know because we budgeted enough money for that trip. Like we didn't bring coronavirus <laughs> relief money. <laughs> yeah. So we we're even like, dude, would you, we're would gonna be think, homeless. You <laughs> think you could go to the embassy and like? No, they don't help care. You? No. They're gonna be locked down too. Nobody cares. Yeah, you show up. Hey, let me in. Bang, bang, Benghazi, yeah. all over again. We thought he was a terrorist. He had a beard. <laughs> we weren't sure. Definitely looked like a terrorist two years ago with that beard. Yeah. Yeah, it was scary. Now you have this dope-looking mullet. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a fan. You know, yeah. so Mammoth this year? Do you think the snow is going to be good this year? <laughs> They're not going to be open, dude. They are. They already announced. No. I got an email. Nothing's opening. Gavin Newsom's going to shut everything back down. When is he up for re-election? Next he's, year. he's got another term. He can get reelected, right? Yeah. Before he turns out. 2021. He's an off year. I know. It, it sucks so bad. I Do you think he'll get reelected? I don't think he'll get reelected. Do you think another liberal like him will fill his place? Do you think he'll have someone a little bit more? What What is the average age of the population in all of California? I'm going to guess it's 32. Because, like, my mom probably definitely voted for him. Like, 100 years ago. When he first got elected. But now she's, like, signing petitions to get him out. Because she's now, like, she's seen what she has caused. You tell her this is your fault. (laughs) Good job, mom. You were close. What is it? So the median age is 36.7. But native-born citizens in the United States is 31. So there you go. I think as more people especially in our age range, get older, start to own property, they're going to realize they don't want... Yeah. As soon as you move out of your parents' house and you pay your own car insurance and you start paying your taxes and then you have a job that pays a decent wage to where you make enough to get taxed, there's no way that you can... In California, there's no way you can look at that and go, yes, 
this is amazing. And then look at all the homeless veterans. All the damage, all the schools that are falling apart, and you go, where are the taxes going? Yeah, eight billion dollars to. But the sad part is, is that the younger generations who are getting out there and, like you said, getting a foot in the real world, and a lot of the family age people, middle class right now in California, are getting driven out, which is leaving a lot of the Democratic voters stuck in California, and that's the very, very rich. Yeah, to where the taxes don't apply and they don't care, and the very very poor who get everything for free anyway. So yep. they're well they're, just, un, they're unaffected. Yeah, they, they just vote for the people who continue to give them free shit all the time, and uh, you know that's what that's what kind of yep. makes the state a tough one to to campaign in. Yeah, we we really gotta be basically fucked sideways to get and have a good candidate. You know, that's another thing. It, it, it's it goes on the Republicans back in Washington to get somebody out here who may not be necessarily part of the state government or legislative, but who is from California to come back and, and take a permanent residence and start to, um, you know, get involved in, in, in politics and, and, and run for state Senate and, and governor. You know, well, who's, who's the one running in Baltimore? Oh, Kim Klasik. Bro, bring her out here. She is awesome. She's, Those videos are really good. Yeah, but they're really good. She needs to fix Baltimore. I think she has a chance of making a dent there. And and California's not to where Baltimore is yet. As Certain far parts as, of it are, but it's, yeah, not, it's not. It's not state spread. Yeah, and like, because you have spots here that are never gonna be like. You have Beverly Hills. You have. Right, you're comparing a city to a state. You have, you know, Napa Valley. There's areas like that that'll never get to like where Baltimore is at because, like you said, their income is so high that they're going to be unaffected whoever runs but you're right someone local needs to come back yeah and really take reins and it's it can't be there's got to be some like rule they put in place within people that run for office like conflicts of interest like when you're connected to a certain politician and then that politician helps you get your job and your family like that's got to stop yeah and that's why I think a lot of people on the left hate Donald Trump is because he has no connections to politics. It's unviable. Yeah. But you have Newsom who's... Connected to everybody. Yeah. And it's then everyone's lobbying with him and then he's getting tax breaks for everybody and then his wine, winery's still open but nobody else is and then... Environmental regulations for some but not his friends. Yeah. And then he's trying to charge companies for moving and it's like, dude, this is crazy. Yeah, he's trying to do that tax like they have in New York where... You can be taxed off of your new state's income up to <laughs> eight or ten years after you leave. It's crazy. Yeah. No one's going to pay that. When they start garnishing your wages, you kind of have to. Yeah, your tax returns will be... Shite. Done. So, that's how they get you. And it's just... Would you guys ever move out of California? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Where would you go? Where would you go? Florida or Texas? Yeah, somewhere in the deep south. Coast. So I would mind. Unfortunately, the places I want to move to are still very liberal, like Colorado. Colorado is a weird one, though, because it's like Oregon. Have you ever been to Oregon? So Portland is as liberal as they get. As you go to the outskirts, to the small towns, super conservative. Yeah, because it's all very uh, strange. Wood hauling and the lumber industry, and there's yeah. some military bases out there. I think Colorado's like that, too. Yep. Yeah. But you have all these cities that are so dense. And that's almost every major metropolitan city is well, filled with liberal people. I was talking to someone the other day about like electoral college versus popular vote. Mm -hmm. It's like 
yeah, well, you just can't have everyone in Los Angeles vote blue and then elect that person president because they're 98% of the population of the whole fucking state or the U.S. Them in New York would... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone silly. there would, would... The popular vote would work, and it's because they're all... Like living in it's shitty a group thing. Everyone's around each other. They all think the same. Nobody brings up a bright idea. They're stuck on the treadmill. They're stuck in this shitty apartment. But because the Democrats are letting the the rent crisis continue, they're like, oh, well, let's keep voting rent blue. control, and then it becomes yeah. a whole nightmare. Rent control is a termite. Yeah, it's a horrible thing. When I was I studied economics, and we studied that and the effects it has in areas it drives home prices down so much it's ridiculous so the government will go in and say all the houses in this area you can't raise the rent above 2500 so people that can afford that typically don't work full-time don't have careers will move in and they're not paying for it they're not paying as much as they should so start trashing the place it historically happens all the time then what happens is you live 10 doors down you own that house you're not renting it out the value of all the houses goes down because everything becomes dilapidated. And then you get like nine guys to move into that shitty ass house and trash it even more. Yeah, it's it's a back, nightmare. Back when I used to live in San Bernardino, it was impossible to find any parking yeah, on the streets in some of the areas I used to live because there was twelve people living in every apartment. There was twelve people <laughs> living in every house. And you're like, what oh my the gosh. fuck, man? Like cars would be parked in the grass and you would see them in the morning drive off the curb. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? They play Tetris in the morning or at night to park all their cars based on who's going to leave when. Gosh. You just can't have like adults or families renting rooms in a house that is supposed to fit three or four people as a family. Yeah. And then have like three family units all living in one room. And then the streets get crowded outside and the house gets trashed because there's too many people to clean up afterwards. Yeah, it's a big, big issue. But it's just hard. I mean, California, like you said, is a weird state because you have people that literally have mooched off the government their whole life. And then you have people that are so unaffected because of their wealth, which good for them. Like you earn that not going to bash you for it, but don't act like you're affected by who wins office. You have like celebrities, athletes, and they're campaigning, and it's like, dude, you really don't care who wins. You're going to sleep great that night anyway. You know what I mean? You're going to get taxed a little bit more, a little bit less, but you're not going to see that. That's not going to affect your daily lifestyle. So for them to campaign and like, I can't believe people fall for that. It's like, why do you care what that guy thinks? Why do you care about what LeBron or The Rock thinks? Did that guy ever pay your bills? Never. Well, so, well, so why? Why do you give? Why do you care about who he likes? Yep. I mean, Hollywood's looking for a complete reboot and you know, new fresh faces to kind of distance themselves from all of the shit that's been going on there the last couple of years between Epstein and Weinstein and. You know, people getting fired for inappropriate shit going on at work. And From like a hundred years ago. Yeah. You ever seen the highlight reel of all the women and dudes that shouted out Weinstein during like Oscars and stuff like that? Yeah. It's like a 20 minute long video. Oh, you should. I mean, there, you just look up Harvey Weinstein, like, uh, you know, party pictures. and you Everybody was there. You can't find a famous person. And I'm not just talking about 
in Hollywood. I'm talking about athletes, politicians. That wasn't touched by that guy. Yeah, sitting on his lap, shaking his hands, having drinks with him. And it's just. But it's, of, it's hilarious because everyone wanted him hung in the streets. Right. And then you look at all the people and it's like, oh, well, you guys all knew him. You clearly had to have known what he was doing because oh, you probably everybody in Hollywood were knows part of Get, that. Getting sexually accosted by Harvey Weinstein, if you were anywhere. it was like a rite of passage, right. for them to get into. Oh. oh, thank you. Are those potato tacos? Oh my gosh! If you guys don't want those, I'll eat them. Those are my favorite. <laughs> um, but thank you. Yeah, thank you. Remember when Mel Gibson did the Passion of the Christ? Yes. And then he came out and he was saying, "Thank you so much." He was saying all the conspiracies. He's like, Hollywood's ran by pedophiles. There's a global conspiracy and everyone's everyone's perverts. And then they're, they're raping, like, groom kids and do all this. And, and drinking their blood. Yeah. And like, man, Mel Gibson lost his mind. And now he's just sitting back going, well, I told you guys. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad to, to think that, you know, things so off the wall could, could be true. Well, what's funny um, is I've always been... I, I'll count myself with conspiracy conspiracy theorists but I don't I don't get like balls deep into conspiracies but I always look at them and I like to dive into them I think there's a global elite I think oh yeah Illuminati's real yeah I mean they talk about it everywhere now it's real so the entire media of the universe is ran by six people but the best part about this whole and best part it's, it's a bad way to word it but the most annoying thing about this whole Epstein thing is this is literally a global child sex ring that's being exposed right before our eyes and people are like hey that Native American on the Indian thing is super offensive it's like hey this guy got arrested Glenn Maxwell got arrested literally a week after she got arrested US Marshals found safe houses to dozens and dozens and dozens of kids across the country Different that states, were yeah. being sex trafficked that have been missing for years yeah. and people were like what's LeBron saying about the election Right. And it's like, dude, really? Uh, look, we got the rock. And then you have all these celebrities that are getting dual citizenship in like Greece and France and stuff. And like, you guys don't think these guys are going to bounce as soon as the hammer comes down? Meanwhile, LeBron won't say anything about all the children making all his shoes in China because it's bad PR for <laughs> Nike. Yeah, for 20 cents a day. Yeah. Gosh, this it's so it's bananas trying to keep up with like the... When you try and like educate people and you're like, I feel like I'm the only one, like when you're talking to people and you're like, am I the only one that's like awake right now or that is seeing this? Well, because if they don't see it on, on CNN or MSNBC or they don't read about it on Facebook or real. Twitter. Yeah, it's not real. And there's a lot of suppression going on out there. You know, there's a lot of uh, mainstream media news outlets that have single-handedly gone on to try to make the president and other high-ranking members of... You know, Congress and other politicians to denounce conspiracy theorists and linking things to certain people. And, you know, it's who knows? It could be all face value because investigations are still ongoing, or it could be, you know, maybe it's not as wild as we think, but there's still something there. So I guess only time will tell. I think it's wilder than anything. Yeah, I think it's wild. I think, like, the globe, if you like, not just the Jeffrey Epstein thing, I think that might have been. His bread and butter. Yeah. And that was his contribute to this whole elite thing. But I think if you were to take a step back, I think. I mean, God, I can't imagine. We, I don't even know where to start. Like, if you were to, it'd be a whole other podcast just talking about. We need the flight logs. Yeah, really. 
But even then, you have a flight log, like, notarized by a pilot, legit, with a date stamp. And people would still be like, yeah, I don't know. My FBI agent must be getting pissed that we're talking about this right now. Look at the top call on my phone where it just came from. <laughs> what is it from? It Russia. Russia. <laughs> I declined, but, you know, I don't yeah, want to be just, talking to any foreign agents. It's just crazy right now, like, the... the the scheme of the country, it, it it boils down to people not being educated, not willing to educate themselves. And I'm not saying I'm always right on political stuff, but I'm what I'm saying is that the people that differ in opinion a lot of times can't even have an educated conversation, oh, which I'm totally fine with. Bad. Look, if, if you're for Biden and you have a legitimate reason and you can spill it out and that's your lifestyle, that's what you want, what? explain that to me. What could the legitimate reason be? I don't even, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, but that's what I'm saying is they don't even have... They don't even agree with the stuff he's doing. They just don't want him in office. They just don't want Trump in office. But it's like, you can't even have an educated conversation nowadays with people. That's terrible. That's just, it's pathetic. I love how they talk about and his taxes. They're like, ah, oh, somebody, somebody owns Trump. Somebody owns Trump. Okay, well, we already knew all the people that own Hillary Clinton. Like, the Clintons we've known for a long time have been bought. Yeah. And we, we want to bring that up? No, we can't because it's, it's blue versus red and orange is bad and bad is orange. Yeah, it's the truth. You know, I mean, it's a double standard. It's always has been. And, you know, I just think they get more and more pissed off every day that someone with zero political experience, a complete outsider... Is coming and just school them. Yeah. It's on their game. Just lapping them every single day and laughing the entire time. Eating KFC on Air Force One yep. with a big old Coke. <laughs> yeah. His staff said that his energy is unmatched. Just, like look at his, just look at his daily itinerary every day. They get on the plane for Air Force One and they'll be jumping around and he'll be up writing stuff, making phone calls, unskyping people. And they, they said his campaign, like, they uh, staff can't even uh, keep up with him. Yeah. He's a machine. Yeah. Probably is a machine. I mean, look at that great hair. Wish I had hair like that. He actually said the other day that he believes, he attributes a lot of him still having a full head of hair to uh, eating McDonald's fries several days a week. <laughs> and he thinks like the, uh, the yellow transpires right over to the top of his head. America. Right? <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Getting back to the coronavirus stuff, I think a lot of, like, it's it's starting to fade in the sense of, I think this far into it, you really can't scare people to death anymore, mainly because most of the at-risk population has already died. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, there's a lot of medical experts out there right now, whether or not they're getting suppressed because they don't agree with Fauci's narrative or whatever the mainstream media wants you to think is... If you're not in the at-risk population, if you don't have pre-existing, if you're under the age of 75, it's like... Let it rip. Yeah, a nearly 100% chance that you're not dying, no matter what. So you're saying there's a chance. Right. <laughs> there's a chance I survived the so, China virus. China. 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 But people are, people are getting sick of it. I mean, I, I've noticed, like, just in San Diego County, there's been several school districts that are having, like, uh, online school walkouts. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, or they're going to the district office and protesting. Uh, Good. You know, telling people to get back to work. Oh, can we talk about, really quick, off topic, but on topic? So this college kid, 
is in his uh, online class with the video camera on, and he has a Trump 2020 banner. Oh, he got in, in trouble, huh? He got in trouble. How you get in trouble? Because he's allegedly, he's can, you, um, can you violate the Hatch Act in college? Anything that the school <laughs> is like doing study-wise, even if it's online, is an extension of the school's property. Hmm. His bedroom? So someone brought up a great point is that so if someone breaks into that house and murders the student Is the school liable? Is the school liable? And the school's gonna be like, well fuck no, he was in his own home. Well then how can you tell that same student to take down the twenty twenty banner? The liberal indoctrination of our youth continues. Ooh. Oh dang. Did he just climb up and grab that? Yeah. What a monster. Yeah. You actually deserve it. That's a good dog. Um, There's another kid that had like a BB gun in his room. I saw that. Seven year old was on the news. Who cares? Yeah, and the like police like kicked down the door, right? (laughs) The police went to his house six hours later because it was such an emergency. For a BB gun? Yeah. If I was a street cop and they're like, we need you to go to this house, this guy had a BB gun, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh huh. Find somebody else to do. I'm not responding to that. Does it have an orange tip? Yeah, but he pointed it at me through his webcam. I felt Does it have scared. an orange orange tip? Does this child teleport? <laughs> no. Was it, was okay. it shooting nerf darts? <laughs> Did he shoot his sister in the eye? Off topic, true story. So my grandma she was like one of those very fragile ladies who was like always worried about everyone. Like, oh, don't do that. You'll hurt someone or this or that. A couple of, My dad has always bought gag gifts for Christmas. Okay. He would go to the 99 cent store and just buy whatever he wanted for me and my brothers. I thought you were talking about like dildos and stuff. No. <laughs> you said gags. Gag funny, not gag gag. Um, so he buys like these little like circular discs. They're like made of foam and it like shoots out. Oh, yeah. Oh, and my grandma's like, don't point that at your brother. You're going to hit him. Boom. And my brother shoots it right into my eye. And we're like grown adults. I was like 22. He's like 30. Just get blasted right in the eye from the foam dart. I'm hit. Those are the good old days when you could do stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. you get expelled from school. I could probably press charges on my brother for that. Mm-hmm. Back in- yeah. Now. Just call I'm- Gavin Newsom. He'll hook you up with a lawyer. How dare he... Try violate your no-no square. Yeah, try and violate my vision. <laughs> Someone lines. else posted this post. I'll pull it up. So I don't butcher it. Do you guys ever see people post stuff and then you just want to like comment and rip them a new one, but then you become them? Yeah. Whenever you post a Trump meme. Can we talk about how liberals are saying sex sex offenders and people with protect protection orders are great people when they meet them in the hospital. Oh, God. Like that guy that got shot yeah, seven times. called him back. a hero. Here you go, here you go. Um, not to cut you off, but... this. So, this is a post. Keep in mind, this lady's dad is a retired Navy SEAL. Okay. I won't tell much more because it'll... Uh, I'll tell you guys after who he is, but... Um, She's a family friend. Says, scrolled by this on Instagram. She's sharing this post with someone else. This is some like home, homeopathic doctor, and then she shared her post. Saw this on Instagram and had to share it. It's about more than just consent. 
I always ask permission before I hug a child, even if they're family. It's their choice. Also, in regards to the last point being made, there have been sexual abuse charges dropped because a child is not able to accurately describe what happened to them. Correct anatomical terms are not bad words. So pause. These are the same people that are given the go for this new law that Newsom signing about lowers the age of consent. Of consent, correct. And now she's complaining that this child was sexually assaulted and couldn't articulate what had happened that the charges were dropped. Imagine that. So then it's this picture. This is what the content was. It says helping kids understand consent. Not helpful. And there are bullet points. Give Nana a hug. Tickling them after they say stop. Telling them to keep secrets. Making silly names for private parts. Okay. What is helpful? Would you like to give Nana a hug? Respecting if their answer is no. Narrating out loud. You said stop. I hear you. And we are done with tickling. <laughs> Don't keep secrets in our family. If anyone tells you to keep a secret, let us know. Use anatomically correct names for body parts. Penis, vagina, breast, nipples are not bad words. Kind of makes my stomach hurt. So, couple, couple issues. My son's four. I'm not going to teach him the word penis. Right. He calls it his peep. That's his nickname for it. It's fine. I tell him when family comes over, give grandpa a hug. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to be like, hey, are you feeling like okay today? That's a generation that... Like those are parents that are breeding this new generation. It's sad. It's disgusting. When my when I was like five, my dad used to make me handshake people when I would meet them. Yeah. It was embarrassing because as a five year old, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but he's like, look at them in the eye, shake their hand, and you're just like, uh, I just want to color. Yeah, I, I don't want to be here at all. It's just frustrating. I feel like I don't know. It's a, I don't know what to say. I was going to say something super mean, but... Just say it. I feel like some people's opinions just not valid. Well, like, just because you can express your opinion doesn't mean it contributes to society. People make this crap up, and it's like, why? Why are you making that up? Why are you putting that out there? Do you think it's that important? Do you think people actually care about what you say? This is the same generation that thinks uh, participation trophies are a good idea. That's where it started. It's the downfall of this country. It's a pretty good start. And, I mean, and veggie burgers. Yeah. You, you have to just look at all the stuff that's going on right now. And this actually ties into like the bigger picture of the, the flashpoints that are going on all over the country today. He's got to start off with like, you know, groups like Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter. You know, people think that a lot of that stuff is just, you know, you see them on TV. They're small, isolated incidents. The riot here. They get gassed and fire hose and they go away and it's over but it's so much bigger than that you know there's I, I was reading the other day and and I was looking for some information on like Antifa and Black Lives Matter and I was on uh, one of the websites and, and they were talking about some of the things that they propriate and you know one of the things I read uh, was from like a interview they did with one of the co-founders this summer Patrice Coolers, she's one of the four people who supposedly started the organization back in 2015 in regards to the Trayvon Martin stuff. And, uh, you know, they consider themselves trained Marxists and making it clear that their movement's ideological foundation is that. Um, some of them have spent time in Venezuela and met with, you know, Maduro and... Uh, 
that's some of the stuff that I feel. If you're going to teach Black Lives Matter and all that stuff in school, and the people at the top are saying this is what they for is this is what they're for, then whatever they're trying to teach in regards to racial tolerance and waking up to you know things in society that could get better, the undertones um, or the foundation they're trying to lay relies on Marxist values and you know a way of life and we just can't have that here I mean it's failed in every single place it's ever tried to take place in the world and there's no room for it in the United States I think it takes away from the purpose of you know actually the Black Lives Matter movement too um, but then it, then it grows and it starts to like get cancerous and, and fester that whole um what are the trainings called that Trump had canceled this week? Critical race theory? Yeah. And the workplace tolerance bullshit that they have going on. Here's my opinion. You know, in regards to that whole critical race theory and stuff like that. If you work in a place and there's a guy who's overtly racist or sexist, um, then they don't really belong in the workplace. And, and you fire them. You shouldn't have to have mass sensitivity training in regards to you know what people are who they are what they feel like because when you go to work you should go to work to work you shouldn't go to work to worry about whether or not you don't like particular people or races or religions or sexes and you know people that do that have no place in the normal workspace it seems like by not having those trainings and weeding those people out um, you would solve the problem a lot faster than blanketing everybody with it and like you said getting back to that stuff in regards to the little kids it's like people in the workplace don't know whether to you know tell Carlo your hair looks nice because she can, go, yeah, yeah. she can go and tell her boss that you know he told me my hair looks nice but he looked at me like he wanted to have sex with me and now I want his ass fucking fired because he's a sexual predator and then yeah. once she makes that allegation, regardless of... You have to follow through with it. Yes. And, uh, you know, just some of the stuff they're teaching uh, and doing right now in, in regards to all these riots and stuff. Since they started over the summer again, the, the, the tearing down of statues and trying to erase American history. I've always been a big, huge proprietor of history is not to like or dislike. It's to learn from, period. Uh, whether or not history is good or bad... It's completely irrelevant. It's history because it happened. Yeah. It's where you go from it and what you take out of it moving forward what matters. You know, obviously if it's bad, you don't want to repeat it. And if something bad happened in the past, you want to work towards a better, more workable solution. Sure. But... Well, look at World War II and all the devastating stuff that happened with internment camps and stuff like that. We didn't erase that from history. And that was a legit, not mistake, I mean, like I wasn't around back then, but legitimate people got caught up in internment camps that shouldn't have been there. Yeah. And it was a scary time for our Doctors, country. teachers, you know, lawyers, lawyers, family, people were born in internment camps. Those people got reparations because at that time, that was something that was in the government's control. That was their fault. People that beg for reparations now, it's like, dude, you, your grandparents, my family, both sides weren't even in the U.S. at that time. So it's like, how do you want, what do you want from us? 
Well, like you said, like every history teacher I've ever had, I've been pretty pretty grateful to go to schools that weren't like uh, blue, 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 or red, red, red. Like they're like, look, this is history. If you ever make it somewhere in life that's in, that has an effect, this is what we want to learn from. We have the history here, so we don't repeat the mistakes, the bad stuff. Yeah, it's it's trial and error, so you can see what happens, just like an economy. You know, once you do one stimulus bill, you can see how it affects, and that's why there's either more stimulus bills or no more. Yeah, you learn from it. What do you guys think would bring this country back to zero, so to speak, as far as political unrest, racial tension? Do you think it'll ever go back to normal? You think it's going to be like this for a while? It is normal. I think it's this is normal because there are no other countries that have this much diversity. Yeah. yeah, you know what? That's a good point. It's almost like this was like a time bomb because of the diversity in the culture. And then you have people. It's hard because people don't identify as American now. People are identifying of their origin, where they came from. But it <clears throat> it's almost demeaning to identify as American. Yeah. You go to a foreign country and they're like, oh, he's American. Yeah. He probably supports Donald Trump. Who wants another taco? Not no. me, but thank you. I'll take one. That was delicious. I fucking smashed those two and I wasn't even hungry. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, look at some of the stuff they're pushing right now in, in schools, like the 1619 the theory. It goes hand in hand with the tearing down of a lot of the statues and talking about systemic racism in the United States. And trying to erase history so you can make it something that it wasn't, or because you disagree with it, exactly. You know, saying that the country was founded not only on the whole ideal of slavery, but since the foundation of the country, every single thing that we've ever done in government, uh, the family unit religion is racist is racist because it's completely been set up in a multi-tier system only to hold racism minorities back uh, I think that's completely ridiculous one of the funniest things I see is when you see um, and, and you know even when they're on the left you go on CNN you go on MSNBC some of these NPR liberal talking shows and programs they'll have predominant African American people in the United States who are doctors, lawyers, uh, government representatives, which is completely hypocritical to what they're trying to get the point across is that they've been... Because they're showing people that have made it. Right. Like, and I have saying, a doctor, yeah. you know, uh, and not only am I a doctor, but I'm an MD, and I've been practicing medicine for 20 years, and I'm a fellow, or, you know, but everyone else is racist against everyone else because, you know... White yeah. people or whatever people are trying to hold us down. I, I just sit there and kind of look at the TV and I was like, well, how does somebody not see that this guy is literally a doctor and yeah. is famous or he's uh, a cabinet member or, or he's one of the biggest, you know, partners in one of the hugest law firms in the United States? And I'm just yeah. like, go find a guy that's gotten straight A's and has been denied entry into every college because of his race. You know why? You can't find that because it's not, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. He might not get into the college of his choice, but he's going to get into a premier university and get a top-notch education. 
It's just the fact of the matter. It's funny because there's a gentleman that I work with, and he's black. He's from the South. And he talks about racism because he lived through racism in the South. And he goes, he's, like, he's been out here for a little bit, and he goes, it's, it's not, there's not racism like, you, like you've seen in the South. Until you've been a minority in the South in certain parts, and he goes, that's real racism. When you have whole counties that are racist or whole store employees that are racist that won't serve you to this day, that's racist. When you come here, it's like, dude, San Diego is such a big melting pot. How can you be racist towards all the minorities? Everyone here is a minority. Right. So if you've ever been in San Ysidro or like closer to the border, you see less and less police officers on the highway because California DMV told them to stop patrolling those areas because it made them look like they were racist. Yeah, but that they were targeting people who were... Are you serious? Of yeah. Hispanic culture. It's like, no, that's just the culture down here. That's because everybody crosses the border back and forth, and 90% of them are of Hispanic origin. The cars aren't registered, they have no insurance, or car seats. Or that has nothing to do with race. Belts, yeah, it's just... Air conditioning. They're literally coming from a third world country with Matching no tires. Right, and driving into a first world country where we have... The same set of rims. One color of the car. That's never the case. One, one spare tire, and they're going 80 miles an hour when... And they're wondering. Spares are prorated for like 40 miles an hour. <laughs> they're going down the freeway like this. <laughs> Check engine lights off. Because the bulb burnt out. Right. It's been on for three years. Dude, just driving to your house today, I was exiting the freeway, and I was like, I feel like this guy's going, oh shit, I'm getting really close. He had red duct tape <laughs> over his lights, and I was like, this guy hey, has no least, fucking brake lights. He made the effort. He had brake lights. They were just made of tape. <laughs> Remember my Xterra? Uh, yeah, that thing I'm was I'm convinced this thing, the check engine light was on for so long, I think the bulb burnt out. I like it. Because one day it just went off, and I was like, okay. Did you pass mod when the check engine light stopped working? I went, it had come back on, or this might have been after that. I think it was, I had gotten it smogged. I had to get it fixed. Then the guy told me to drive around for like 100 miles and take it to go get smogged. It ended up passing. The check engine light came back on. And that was at the point where I was like, I got to get rid of this. And then it went off, like, right before I sold it. So. And then the guy, did I tell you this story? <laughs> so we sold it to a neighbor. I'm not going to tell you how much we got for it. Because it was not really fair for the person that bought it. It's 2000 next year with, like, 190,000 miles. Nice. So they took around, and they sold it to some guy. And he goes, my son's flying down today, and he's going to drive up to Alaska. That's where he lives. And the guy that bought it from us is a family friend. He's like, your yeah, son's like, driving this no, to Alaska. And he goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, okay. And I ran into this guy the other day, and he goes, I never heard from the dad. So I guess he made it. And I'm like, dude, Alaska in a brand-new truck is a long drive. Yeah. Let alone a 2000 Nissan Xterra that had every engine. Oh, it was a uh, problem under the books. It was Jesse's Jeep that the other guy bought, right? Oh, yeah, but he fixed it right away. Yeah, but then it stopped down by his house, and he sold it. He sold it because the Jeep that he had just bought stopped working, and the guy he sold it oh, to for, like, $200. Yeah, yeah. Like, looks under there and, like... Fixed it right away. Tapped it was an one thing, problem. and the, the car started immediately. The engine was sputtering, and the guy grabbed the payment, signed the deal, all that, and then he popped the hood, <laughs> switched some things around, and started right up. Yeah, I don't know. Talking about uh, 
even in places like our line of profession, I mean, we get pushed with so much culturally appropriate bullshit. And in some contexts, we have to be in regards to maybe working with our clientele. Mm-hmm. But just in the workplace, I mean. <clears throat> but I feel like it's one of those things that you can't teach that. No, it's just it's how you it's your upbringing, and if you don't get that, you're not gonna you're not gonna. Dude, if you're legitimately racist, having a two-hour class twice a year and not being racist, it's gonna fuel the fire of the hate in your heart. That's what he was saying earlier. Is like, why waste your time with that class when you could just fire Jim Bob for for yelling the N word? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for drawing swastikas on the microwave in the break room. Those are garbage people, and that's not the way the world works. You could just fire that guy. Like, and let's point, let's single those people out, but don't single out a whole race or working class. I posted a thing on Facebook right when all this stuff started. And I was like, racism sucks. And then the guy was responsible, like, yeah, being falsely accused of racism sucks too. And it's like, dude, that's it. Because I don't, I'm not racist. No. I hate everybody equally. I don't like people in general. I don't care what color your skin is. Do you see LeBron spent $37 million on his new house in L.A.? Well, good for him. He's so oppressed. And then he goes, he goes, they're going to oppress my children and me. Right. Yeah, because you're so in touch with what the they're experiencing on the streets. He probably hasn't bought clothes in like 20 years. Everything's custom made for him. I just can't with that guy. I don't know why people take him seriously. Or any of them. That guy probably couldn't pass celebrity. I'll be honest. I bet you, you stick that guy in a classroom by himself. You give him twelve hours, he doesn't pass a California high school exit exam. I would. I mean, he'd probably go pass that because he wasn't a good student. So you wouldn't. You would pass it. It was easy. You took the exit exam. I had to, in California. I went to school in California. You probably didn't get a real diploma, dude. You're a dropout. Probably not. Background check's going to be interesting. <laughs> You're a dropout fool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask either one of us to be a reference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he never he falsified his diploma. But it's accredited, right? Or non-accredited? Can you imagine good, if, right? if our society looked up to like brain surgeons and doctors and if those were like the celebrities doing like Nike commercials well and who was running or the military or law enforcement and stuff like yeah. that I mean, who was running in 2016 it was Ben uh, Carson Ben Carson it's like a neurosurgeon or something right child, literally the nicest child, guy in the world yeah the and nicest like, right now he looks like an older Darius Rucker they're like oh he's so out <laughs> he's of touch so nice he's so out of touch with <laughs> black people he's not black this and that it's like what are you talking about well, well I mean it's like the the AG from uh, Kentucky in the Breonna Taylor case they As soon as he he came out with the verdict last week on what it was going to be after the grand jury, uh, you know, deliberated and and came out with their ruling, there was people all over TV uh, of color who were saying, like, the only thing that's black about that guy is the color of his skin. And I'm sitting there, like, listening to the TV. They're like, hey, that's racist. (laughs) No, there was actually one point where I, I, I told my kids, like, listen, stop playing and screaming. And I rewound it, and I'm sitting there, and... There was this one, I don't even know who she was. She's somebody that's on a talk show or something. She said he was skin folk, not kin folk. And I'm just sitting there like... like do, you, do you think Charles Barkley and LeBron James are still friends after Charles Barkley said... Shaq no, too. Charles Barkley and Shaq. Yeah, they both were like, yeah, you know, this whole Breonna Taylor thing. She was a known drug dealer. Who was associating with drug dealers. She's out they, they found a she dead body in a rental money car. for a yeah. drug organization. Look, should she have gotten shot? No, no, but this is a big but. You set that table and you're gonna eat at it. Right. You know why? Because how many drugs 
was she involved in, and maybe not deliberately selling, money laundering, picking up packages. She was having packages mailed to her house. How many deaths was she responsible inadvertently of the kids? The matter is, she, at the time of the incident, she was sleeping, not talking about sexually, physically sleeping in a bed with a drug dealer who shot down a hallway at people coming into their house announcing themselves as law enforcement. What did they expect the outcome of that was going to be? I mean, I, I hate that it turns into like a flashpoint and, and, and a huge bomb for the country because I don't think it helps out anything. It definitely doesn't bring people to the table to discuss anything because all it does is inflame. You know, and then and then you see like the U-Haul trucks pulling up with all the bullshit. The riot, riot materials. And yeah, and, and some of the signs they're pulling out is like abolish the police. All police are racist. It, it, it couldn't be any further from the point. I just think like right now there's there's so much stuff going on. They're trying to tear down statues. They're trying to re-educate children on what this country was founded on and, and why it is the greatest country in the history of the, the universe as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just... They murder you um, as a person, not physically, but, you know, who you are if, if you speak out against the norm, which is what they're trying to make this. And it's not, you know, burning down cities and, and beating up cops and doing all this bullshit is not how any workable solution gets happen. People who have gone out and, like, where was it uh, that they defunded the police? And then they had like a city council meeting, and they're like, "Dude, this place is turning into an absolute shithole." Where are the it was Minnesota, police? wasn't it? I think it yeah. was Minnesota, yeah. And they're like, well, "Well, you defunded them, so they don't go out that far. We don't have the resources or the task force or the." And they don't want to go out because they're not getting. Resources. Yeah, and they're not putting themselves in harm's way anymore as much as they used to because you you accuse them of murder when somebody shoots at them and misses, and they fire back and kill the person who's yeah. trying to kill them. You know, it's like. You, you just can't live in a society where that's going to be the norm. And I, I think as a country, we're smart enough to, to eventually, like, maybe not push back, but just kind of distance ourselves from, from that being what normal is. I, I really think that this election hinges a lot on, on whether or not we're going to be able to do that. Um, a lot of people think it's going to get worse if Trump wins again. But I think four more years of him might be enough to break the will of the people who are just want to go back to their mom's basement and stop looting Starbucks every fucking night. It's got to get old after a while. I mean, you can only loot so many targets. You can only sell so many shoes on offer up. The TVs are all the same, regardless of the target you go to. You know, a 47-inch Vizio market value, what do you get? $199 for it? So you can only go to so many targets. I think it'll get worse if he gets reelected for maybe a month or two, and then I think the chips are going to start to set. I think things will start to calm down, but... If he gets reelected, he's gonna have a mandate, and he also has the not give a shit part now of like, guess what? I don't have to worry about reelecting anything. Yeah. So it, now, comes instead, a now instead of waiting <laughs> for me to ask the governors, I'm yeah. gonna kindly let the governors know that I'm sending in the national guard. We're gonna stop that shit in one day, and then we could start over and come to the table and have a discussion afterwards. Then he's gonna make an amendment to the amendment of term limits. I like getting these text messages that yeah. say, "Hey, curfew this time," and then you like turn on your TV, and there's a bunch of people out there just fucking. Rioting, looting, Blowing nothing's stuff being well, done. Well, Kelly McEnany was making a point yesterday. They they were talking so much shit about um, you know the rallies and this that and the other thing. And she's like, "Do you need me to bring out a projector and show you hundreds of thousands of people literally slobbering on each other, screaming at the top of their lungs for 
days at a time and police to face. For literally over 100 days, at least in Portland. It's more than that. Yeah, it's getting close to 150 days now. So, we're, we're, And she's like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. She's like, at first, you know, everybody would, would dogpile on it, make it seem like, no, you know, you can't have rallies or you can't do this or you can't do that or you can't reopen up stuff because, you know, uh, everybody's catching coronavirus. But then it's like we've gotten so far into this bullshit now and all you see is like every time something happens that the the left doesn't agree with they just take to the streets and, and, and burn down a couple you know city squares for a week straight and it doesn't it and they're doesn't gonna be mad sense. when the government doesn't come and bail them out and the best part is all these big companies are leaving these cities and it's like I'm not gonna have my company my life's work in this area where you guys are just completely burning and destroying stuff every day yeah, absolutely. The best part was when they had the riots in La Mesa here, and they right. burnt down the Chase Bank, and they made no attempt to rob it. No. And I'm like, are you going to burn a bank down? At least try and get into the vault. Okay? At least make an attempt. Bring, like, a firecracker or something. What do you think about this whole... I mean, before the announcement was made about the coronavirus yesterday, Trump went out and recondemned. I'm thinking that condemning white uh, nationalists and racist organizations is kind of like a annual training where it's he has to do it every day every time he opens his mouth yeah, he has to redo it. if you don't if you go a certain amount of time without condemning it then you like lose your certification to even have he was so frustrated he's like who do you want me to condemn name him right and he, they, they actually did start rattling off names and he went for it and i'm not talking about the debate i'm talking about yesterday he got really frustrated at a he was getting on a plane to go somewhere and they were like you know what is this whole standby stand down they're like you could tell in the moment of the debate when he said the standby, stand down, whatever. It was after he had said sure. It was after Joe Biden had said the Proud Boys was the name of the organization he wanted him to denounce. As and a racist organization. A racist organization. A white power organization ran by a Cuban Afro. Which is not. Immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious. And there's a lot of black people in that. A lot of Proud Boys. So, and I mean, I don't really know too much about them, and I can honestly care less. They, they have no effect on my life but just to make a huge big deal out of it again it's just another stab in the side to him to make him look bad and then there's countless videos of him saying I denounced the Ku Klux Klan and Joe Biden's the one that did the eulogy for a Klan member that was in was he in Congress yeah the guy from South Carolina I believe and then you know Donald Trump's been on the record since the 80s I mean he he talked about uh, they, they were asking him about politics I can't remember if it was the late 80s or early 90s. And they were talking to him about politics. And they were saying, they were talk- it had to be about Democrats because they were talking about the Reform Party. And they were saying, like, what do you think the biggest things holding the Reform Party is, holding the Reform Party back is right now? And he basically got into the fact that the Democrats had allowed David Duke not only to run, but hold some kind of local seat in government. I don't mm-hmm. remember if he was a House member or whatever he was. And he was, at the time, he was the head of the Ku Klux Klan. And, and Donald Trump's like, that just doesn't make any sense. Why would you have someone who's that kind of a person have anything to do with, you know, the centralized government of the United States? And all the people that have scumbagged him and aren't his friends anymore, you know, like Jesse Jackson and, you know, all those guys from New York, the nightlife that he used to put, hang out with and go to parties with. And it's just sad. It's sad how money or lack thereof changes you. 
And it just seemed like when he didn't have the cool parties anymore or the... Uh, he wasn't funding people's projects and... Exactly. Or opening up hotels in their districts or something. Yeah, and he was <clears throat> a piece of shit. One of the things that cracked me about the whole tax debacle between them, nobody's saying anything about Biden paying $300,000 in taxes. Right. How much money do you make as a politician to rake in to where your tax penalty... Is three hundred thousand dollars. That's insane. That's insane. What are you doing? You've been campaigning the last year, so whatever your job is, you're not doing. We got uh, a lot of positive um, feedback today on, you know, uh, some of the good people of the United States talking about. How they feel about Donald Trump uh, contracting the coronavirus. I pre- preach Donald Trump's not, you know, saying hate's bad. Can Donald Trump say these people are bad or hating is bad? Oh, I hope Donald Trump fucking dies of the coronavirus. Fuck that guy. Yeah. That's so he, he announced it last night at, at about 10 p.m. Eastern. And the Washington Post, like two hours later, came out. This is their, this is their Twitter account. Opinion. Imagine what it would be like to never have to think about Trump again. That's the Washington Post. Washington Post. And now remove tweet, but you know. Of course. Once it's on the internet, it's forever. Once it's screenshot, it's over. Right. And then, what else do we got? There, there are some real fuck winners out here on this one. There was just a bunch of celebrities being absolute garbage people and subhumans. Um, oh, here we go. Anti-Trumpers celebrating getting coronavirus. So, Mike Lachance, never heard of him. Uh, guys, great news. I just invested my entire life savings in hydroxychloroquine. That's a knock saying that it doesn't work mm-hmm. or anything to, for coronavirus, and they're hoping you know, that he dies from it. Mike Lachance, a sports writer for ESPN. There is a God. That's what he said. Uh, here's a comedian. Um, and it's a picture of a guy giving the finger to a crowd of people and it says my response to telling people my response to people telling me to take the high ground hashtag Trump has COVID that's some guy flipping them off uh, George Conway um, he failed to protect the country and he couldn't even protect himself um, here's a female rapper I hope he suffers through this and dies as he's losing on election night um, Linda Sarsour that absolute subhuman of a person um, she said it seems like someone doesn't want to go back to the debate stage that's what I've heard on my Facebook hashtag Trump has coronavirus uh, Robbie Starbuck I don't know who he is but he's verified I hope he dies Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Zara Rahim I don't know who she is oh she was an Obama White House staffer so this person actually worked for the United States government and she was a national spokeswoman for Hillary Clinton that's true. It's been against my moral identity to tweet this for the past four years, but now that he's got it, I hope he dies. Jeez, what is wrong with people? Yeah. Did you guys see the next guy to moderate the debate? He used to be an intern under Biden. Yeah, uh, I, I was actually talking about that with a couple guys uh, last Who night. picks the moderators? The National Election Committee. So you have, Who's that ran by? George Soros? Probably. I don't even <laughs> say his name on, on anything. Not even Fox News anymore. I couldn't believe they shut... Uh, and they lit up Newt Gingrich like a week ago when he was on the five, and he kept bringing up 
that all of this the one thing that was similar in all of these instances like the Antifa the Black Lives he's Matter, all connected to the top the money all winds up going back to groups that are funded by him and going straight to the DNC and one of the ladies who's a host on the five um, she basically like told him that that was not true and you know, we shouldn't talk about him because every time something bad goes, ha- something bad happens in the United States, they always like want to bring it back to George Soros. Long story short, this woman who works for Fox News and is supposedly a conservative voice on the channel, her husband works for an organization that is owned by George Soros. Bingo. So he was probably blowing up her phone, texting her, being like, you know, don't let this guy talk about. Like, There's a black SUV yeah, that just pulled in front of the house, yeah, and exactly. there's a bunch of guys getting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's just. It's pathetic, and so and so are all these people saying that stuff. I mean, regardless of your political it's just, affiliation, it's a terrible. And whether whether or not you like Donald Trump, like whether you like anybody, you shouldn't wish that upon. Him. It's just like when his brother died. Wrong, wrong Trump. Yeah, they took the wrong Trump. And I mean, look at us on the more conservative side of the table. Like, all right, let's just look at the last Democratic nominee, Hillary Clinton. I honestly could care less if, if she dies, right? I don't wish death upon her. I won't want her to catch coronavirus. I don't want her to get murdered, but I would love to see her go to jail. That's so yeah, much that's, more... Yeah, that's what she deserves. Right, that's so much more, in my opinion, civil to say than, I hope she dies. Like, that's just kind of... It's childish. It's saying, like, it's the adult version of your mom. Yeah. Saying your mom. So, and, and, and just... Yeah. And how many times does she have to go on trial before she actually gets she convicted? She's not going to get convicted. I hope so. There'll be another 9-11 or something right before that. No, that false flag. Well, yeah, because the Clintons can let it happen because they own 50% of the oil fields. and Right, and they sold the other half of the uranium to the Russians. So. Osama bin Laden's going to come out of hiding at 112 years old. Gosh. He's going to be the tallest skeleton on Earth. His beard's going to be longer than every man yeah, on the planet. It's just going to connect to his chest hair down to his... Is it, it is October. Gosh. So... All right, predictions for the rest of the week. Predictions for the rest of the week. Well, Donald Trump living or dying? Living, for sure. Coming back better than ever? I mean, they, gonna, they literally dude. will sacrifice people to save the president. Yeah. He's going to come back with like an American flag sweatsuit on to the next debate. No way. He's iconic blue suit with a red tie. Yeah. Predictions, serious note, I think he'll be fine. Melania will be fine. I the, think the debates are going to happen. Yeah, there's no way that's not going to happen. If anything, Biden would be the one to bow out. Do you guys think they're going to do the microphone cutoff thing? You know what? I don't know, and I don't care. Oh, that's what we were talking about, the debate moderators. This guy is a former Biden staffer, and he is currently like one of the executive producers of C-SPAN for the next debate, the town hall format. And he hosts a morning call-in show where people call in and talk about impeachable offenses that Donald Trump commits on a daily basis. So that's that's the first debate. And then the last debate, which will be back to the two-podium, back-and-forth uh, moderator asking questions, is going to be hosted by a woman. Uh, her name escapes me right now. She's an NBC executive. And she is a very openly compassionate sympathizer of alleged Trump rape victims. So that's what we got going against us for the next two debates. Okay. Predictions. <laughs> this whole thing is we're living in a movie right now. Yeah, we are. And it's I think Trump's going to be fine. I think I think they got the smack talking out of the way. I think the next two debates will be more civilized, I hope, cuz I think look, either way, if it becomes a yelling match, Trump's going to win. Right. That's his game. 
That's what he's good at. If it becomes an intellectual battle based on policy and what you're going to implement, at the end of the day, Trump's going to win. And it's just like a real fight. Like everybody's hyped up in the beginning. They got their intro songs. They walk out. Yeah, with their the, the first round ended. Injured. Everyone yeah. was throwing punches. A now it's time. Lakers were landed. Some by Chris Wallace. Some the rest. Joe Biden. Throwing elbows. Right, but but they're going back to their corners now, and the coaches, their team's going, hey. Remember what we practiced. Time this is what we worked time for. Time to jab. Yeah, work the body. And Trump has a lot to be proud of. Exactly. To brag about. Like, all the people that were incarcerated that he helped release. And a lot of the policies he's helped that have helped minorities. And Well, he tried that, too, with the whole big pharma portion. That was the big thing. He, yeah. he tried talking about how but he's bringing he actually, prices of insulin down in the moderator. It was like, that's yeah. not important. He's like, what are you talking about? This is a big deal, and no one that's talks what, about that's it. That's what Joe Biden said. There was 100 million Americans with pre-existing conditions that are going to get kicked off of health care. And Donald <laughs> Trump's like, 100 million Americans? What are you talking about? Because well, I was like, you want to know what? We're moving on to the next topic. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? He's, on, he's probably man. like this. Come on, man. Oh, tell him to move on? Okay. Yeah, yeah we got to move on. So, yeah, we just got to. With I, this I think, next moderator, I think Biden's going to have even better answers because he's going to know. The questions in advance. The questions in advance. Absolutely, because it's town hall. And don't worry, there will be several. We have to mentally prepare ourselves because we go in wanting to see the best. And then we get, like, the person who gets up there. And they're going to be, like, some poor. They'll probably make them a minority, maybe a female, and talk about how. It's like, like picking a jury. Yeah, I voted for you in the last election. I really believed in, like, the fresh message that you had. But then, like, you know, my mom was a lifelong diabetic and she got kicked off of her health care and died and then my father who was on dialysis also, yeah he contracted the coronavirus and because of your response how dare you and i'm never voting for you again and that's like be prepared for, for stuff like that they want to make it like the biggest saddest story in the history of the world you know since jesus got nailed to the cross and you just gotta know you gotta come in with an open mind it, it can't be us three sitting here right now thinking that all Trump has to do is basically, like you said, he has a lot to be proud of. Proud of. There's a lot of accomplishments that our, that our government... We, we have had some setbacks, and, and he's not always clean in the, in the stuff that he does in regards to the way he says it or, you know, carries himself, but in regards to the actual literal accomplishments, we, we've come a long way uh, in the last yeah. almost four years now, and I think, like, if he's going to be able to point that stuff out and if some of the people in the town hall are going to be able to ask him about those things and he can lay out like a decent picture and the only thing Joe Biden has in, in reply is like your tax returns or come on man yeah you're not condemning <laughs> shut up man uh, racist or, or you know you getting backed by the police when they're all racist and yeah. all this other stuff and you know, it's, it, he needs to expose Joe Biden for what he is. He, he started to a little bit. Like There was a couple times where when he said, like, you know, oh, my gosh, you're losing the left. And he's like, oh, my gosh, you, you just lost the entire left. Yeah. You know, so he, he, needs to, he needs to get on that stuff a little bit more and, and get Joe Biden to either flip-flop on things that are absolutely ridiculous and he shouldn't be campaigning on anyway because he's a moderate lib. Or he needs to just let him actually full-on commit to the – crazy ass side of the democratic party and let donald yeah. trump be like well there you go and apparently it's you know bernie biden uh and aoc and that whole gang of people running your country now she's so, a piece of shit they all are yeah so but we just got to continue to take the high road and yep you know 31 days well let's wrap it up next time we will uh hopefully have our fourth horseman here with us yeah Four or five.